This episode of Actors with Issues is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com actors. What's up, everybody? This is Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juaniala, and this is our 20th episode. Don't ask why, but I didn't think we'd make it this far. We hit episode 5, and then 10, and now 20, and there are no signs of stopping. There are so many great people out there ready to share their stories and experiences, and I want to make sure to bring it all to you right here on Actors with Issues. And today's guest is Riza Takahashi, an actress who made her Broadway debut in Mean Girls the Musical and has been with the show for the past three years from its DC premiere to its pre-COVID Broadway run. Riza talked with us about moving from Japan to Canada to Connecticut to New York City and what it was like working with Tina Fey, the writer of both the film and the musical adaptation and her experience working with the cast of the show. Now, please enjoy this conversation with Riza Takahashi. Riza, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I think it's very important to check in with all of our guests uh, during a time where our whole industry has come to a complete standstill. So how are you doing? I am doing fine, I think. Uh, Fine is like an okay word because I'm not like great. I I feel like everybody's experiencing like ups and downs and like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's great and you feel amazing and sometimes you just feel sad that our industry shut down uh, but I am doing fine thank you for asking of course um glad to hear because I know uh, you know like you said we've all had our ups and downs yeah and um with our industry I mean I, I as much as I love and miss theater I've sort of gone more into the tv side and things are slowly picking up a little bit but it's yeah, still not yeah. back in full force mm. um but uh yeah, you know, we've all had our ups and downs. And um, yeah. I think it's really important to just, you know, we have been taught as as actors and as artists to just be patient and wait for things to happen. So I yeah. think we're sort of conditioned to just be like, all right, it's going to happen. Yeah. Happen. But we're, <laughs> I feel like we're not used to not trying, you know, right. where we're always grinding and hustling and waiting for things to happen. Whereas now we can't even try to book things or try to be on TV or maybe TV is starting to opening up back up. But that's, I feel like I find that part hard because like we've worked so hard to get to where we are and we're still striving to be above and beyond. And there's no industry or platform to, yeah. perform i feel like, like you know, that's harder yeah we're used to you know when one job ends okay on to the next what's the next one but now there's yeah. nothing there's nothing yeah. to look for <laughs> yeah there's nothing to audition for so uh yeah it's it's a very strange time but you know it'll it'll open up super sooner rather than later and i have a feeling that everyone's gonna yeah have sort of recentered and reprioritized and focused i mean i am one of many many people who has realized how terrible they were at self-care before all of this yeah just like oh I can just like sit and watch tv for a little bit and and read a book and yeah learn something new instead of constantly like you said grinding grinding and and you're in the theater world and it's even more intense because it's like all right you know super early wake-ups for those open calls and waiting there and (laughs) not equity hoping to get seen (laughs) yeah yeah I've been there yeah Yeah, so it's just completely different feelings you're forced to rest for the yeah. first time in ages. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and like, oh. literally like years, even if 
you know. Yeah, yeah. It's since it's, college, it's like even in college, you're like yeah. forced to study, not forced that you want to, but you're just running nonstop. Mm. You get to New York City and you're running around and don't stop. And now you're just forced to stop and think and reflect, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, I think it's very important for everyone to sort of just like relax and chill out and, and, and center yourself and take care of you because there's no one else to take care of right now. There's nothing else yeah. to do. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. You. Stay, yeah. Uh, stay, uh, stay alive, stay awake. Yeah. Keep your mind uh, in check and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm anxious to get back to work. But like I said, you know, Same. we were all very much um, just we needed this time off. I can't I don't know a single actor who's like, what? I was killing the self-care before I was doing me like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's go back a little bit to you. Um, how did you get started in performing and when did you make that decision to pursue this as a full on career? Uh, so to tell a little bit about myself, I am, I was born and raised in Japan. Mm-hmm. So my entire family is still in Japan. I'm the only person who's here in America doing what I want to do. Well, I guess not currently, but (laughs) Um, yeah. So when I was in Japan, musical theater, when I was born, wasn't a big thing, but I did love singing and dancing around the house when I was really young. And my mom had enough and (laughs) (laughs) and she was like, I need to like have her exert her energy somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And we just happened to have, find a studio near our play our home so she just basically put me in a musical theater s- school where I can sing and dance and act all at the same time everything yeah. that you do at home but do it somewhere else um, <laughs> where <laughs> so, I don't have to hear <laughs> exactly um, and ever since then I just never stopped mm. and I just loved it then and I still love it now and yeah, that's how I started performing mm. when I was three or four. I can't even remember. But, um, and when I decided to make this as my career, I, I just found out a couple of years ago that I wrote it in my like yearbook mm. when I was, I think, seven or eight, that it said, I want to be on Broadway. Mm. So, I don't remember writing that down, but yeah. it, it is there. So I was just laughing. I was like, how did you even hear about Broadway all the way in Japan? I have no idea. Yeah. But that's, I guess, when I decided that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but at that point, you don't know. Like, you're just a kid in Japan and you're just wanting, wanting to be on Broadway. Who knows? Like, there was no social media. There's no internet, really. Yeah. So... I must have heard there's a place called Broadway that has all these musicals gathered in one place. So yes. I just want to, I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And right around tw- when I was 12 or 13, mm. I realized if I wanted to be on Broadway, I need to speak English to be mm. on Broadway. So that's around the time when I really became serious about, okay, so what's my steps to get to where I want to be, which is, to perform on Broadway mm. and that's when I decided I want to leave Japan leave my country to learn English 
away in in America. Mm-hmm. That's How kind young? of I was 16 when I left. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> you have any family or like was it like how did that how did that process work? It was basically just my, by myself. I actually went to Canadian high school because it was a little cheaper. Okay. And <laughs> um yeah. and yeah, I stayed with host family mm. and went to a public performing arts high school mm. in Canada um, near Vancouver and studied there for three years. I was a dance major, um, but also it was public high school. So you also did all of the normal educational things. Yeah. Um, that's mainly where I learned my English, 16 years old me. <laughs> it's so funny to hear that like usually you know if you're not like if you're like under eight years old it's like you absorb uh-huh. everything like a sponge so it's so uh-huh. it's so interesting to hear that like you were able to like catch on that quickly um yeah at a slightly later age than normal yeah I think I have no idea how oh hello New York <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the siren that's all right um but yeah, I have no idea where I heard Broadway from mm. without internet. And like right, <laughs> right now, it's just so easy to access to anywhere or anything that's across the world. But back then, you know, yeah, it, I'm not that young right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so back then it was impossible. But you know, some things happen, and here I yeah. am. And I love that. That's just, that's so beautiful to hear. It's like, uh, it's like the time, I mean, you know, every kid when they're younger has this Uh job that for many is actually unachievable. It's like, (laughs) I want to be an astronaut. It's like, okay, well, there's, you know, uh, but you know, to, to be an actor, it is, it is a grind as we know, there's a, Mm -hmm. there's a process to it. There's training, but it's certainly achievable. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it's just so funny to hear that you just randomly heard the word broad when you're like, I want to be there. I want to be there. (laughs) Uh, yeah you heard like the lullaby of broadway or something and (laughs) something like that yeah it feels crazy but i was i was thinking this the other day it's like when you're younger you're you have no fear Mm. you just know what you want and you just kind of chase after it you're as you get older there's so many conflicts and complicated things surrounding you that makes you stop and I mean, right now too, there's so many things running through your head. And whereas like 16 year old me was like, oh, I want to be there. Oh, I should study English. Oh, Mm. so I should leave here. Okay, bye. Yeah, you're just like, here's what I have to do. I'm going to go do that so I can get there. For so many people, it's not as drastic steps. It's not move halfway across the world and leave my family. It's it's move from Jersey to New York. And they're like, wait, I can't move from Jersey to New York. It's like... That is, I commend you for that because, and your family <laughs> for letting that happen because that's also big. A lot of times kids are eager and ready to take those steps and their families are yeah. like, no, we can't do that. I'm not going to just like send you off somewhere. And yeah. yeah. And now I, now that I'm older, that's what I think now. It's like, <laughs> oh, what if my kids wanted to go somewhere else? Like, yeah. do I have the courage to yeah. push them and leave a high school kid out in the world where I can't see them. So I'm really thankful that my family was willing to yeah. let me take the risk and let them take the risk too. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's, 
I mean, you know, you still hear of, of people. I mean, like my, I, I'm a part of an immigrant family. My, my parents came from mm -hmm. El Salvador and my dad came to the States at like 18 years old. And I'm just like, 18 year old me was pathetic. I would not be able to <laughs> travel across the, like I was horrified to like study abroad in college at like 23. I'm like, you know, ugh, I don't understand. It's, it's just this, it, like you said, fearlessness when you're young and you're and it's out of probably out of necessity too. You knew you had to do those steps to, yeah. uh, to pursue the career professionally because, you know, there's only so much you can do in your home. Like I've talked with actors who, um, you know, grew up in Germany or in Europe and, and the mm -hmm. film scene is pretty, you know, it's pretty prominent there, but they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. but those are, it's a tiny market. Mm. And uh, someone else had said that in Switzerland, he's from Switzerland and he mm. grew up there and he's like, they speak multiple languages in Switzerland. So that's even a tinier, right. tinier, tinier audience. It just gets smaller. Yeah. And he's like, I knew I had to move to the States or at least to like the UK and, and start there or something like that. Wow. But um, yeah, it's funny. I saw that you went to the hard school. I'm actually from Connecticut. So I was like, oh my God. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Where in, we're in Connecticut. Uh, I grew up in Bridgeport and then was in Trumbull for like the rest of my sort of oh. young adult life. I'm in Brooklyn now. Oh, um, got it, got it. Yeah, um, yeah. Connecticut. I spent most of COVID in, in Connecticut. I went back. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to stay alone. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I go see my family <laughs> for a bit. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. How did? Uh, how are you handling COVID? Uh, uh, I have not gotten COVID. Knock on wood. It's like, not gone yet. It's not gone yet. Um, so I'm thankfully um, haven't gotten anything, but mm. I also haven't been able to go home because Japan is pretty far away and, you know, that's a big travel thing. And also um, I live with my boyfriend. Mm. So we have a whole setup here in New York City and it's been really nice to actually find time to spend with him yeah. because he's not in theater. So he works... Uh -huh like nine to five. Yeah. So in a normal show schedule, he works nine to five, maybe later. And then I would go do the show and I come back and what, like 10 or 11 o'clock, we have like an hour or two and we go to bed yeah. and the oh, same man. thing happens on the weekend. Yeah. I have two shows Saturday and Sunday, most of the day. So we never actually got to like spend time together. Mm. Um, so it's a nice, it's, it's not nice to lose this job but <laughs> but it's been nice to be able to spend some time with right. my boyfriend yeah. and we've gotten to get outdoors and i started learning how to fly fish and oh really <laughs> it's like, yeah so random yeah but that's like something that i started doing that mm. if it wasn't for covid i wouldn't have ever thought a time where i'd fish like right. what is fishing i never even done that <laughs> But yeah, so it's not too bad. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting to hear because, you know, we don't tend to, I mean, I know actors who date actors all the time. Is it, you uh -huh. know, so it's not too common that I hear of like, you know, a working actor is like with someone who's in a completely other field and mm -hmm. that didn't click with me, the whole schedule thing. That yeah. Like they have, and your schedule is literally the opposite. You're home during the day and then yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even when an actor yeah. is dating an actor, their schedules are usually somewhat the same. They may travel away for like a regional show yeah. or a tour mm -hmm. or something. But um, yeah, that's great that you guys are finally like, you know, getting to spend time together now because it's, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's not easy uh, having to yeah to not spend much time to, together. Yeah. That's, um, and I'm really 
grateful to have somebody to be with during this quarantine mm. because yeah. I can't imagine being alone in a place and just not having human connection because it's already yeah. hard to like not see anybody I mean FaceTime Zoom and all yeah. of that is still nice but yeah. it's just not the same yeah and it's still not the same because you can see people outside, but you can't quite hug or, you know. Right. You're bumping so, elbows. Hey, what's up? Just yeah, it's so <laughs> awkward. It's just not yeah. like the natural instinct to just jump to my friends and hug is completely like you shouldn't do. And yeah. it's You're a so really... eager for it too. You're like, yeah. oh, no, oh, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. such a weird time. Yeah. And, you know, years from now, we'll be talking to our grandkids like hey the time that covid happened we were in new york city yeah they it'll feel like a whole other like dystopian yeah time it's you know there's like memes and stuff it's like you know when you're a kid 20 years from now i was like hey i have to write a report about 2020 you're just like triggered all of a sudden (laughs) you hear echoes of put your mask on put your mask i was like oh my god (laughs) six feet away yeah crazy time uh so before covid uh i understand uh you were in mean girls yes uh, in the broadway production um Mm -hmm. were you with like did were you with in still in the show when when the shutdown happened yeah uh so i've Mm. been with the show since the very beginning so i did out of town with them oh my gosh Uh, that's so cool (laughs) three years ago i guess wow time flies yeah Uh, (laughs) but um yeah, so I did the out of town mm. in DC and came here, uh, opened Broadway, opened on Broadway, and I've been with the show since then. Mm. Uh, so that was around like two year mark on Broadway mm. when the shutdown happened. But it was such a crazy week leading mm. up to it because we were back in tech, actually, changing the show. Oh, okay. Because yeah. uh, the tour went out. The tour of Mean Girls went out and they yeah. made a little bit of a change mm-hmm. and they wanted to implement that to the Broadway show. Gotcha. So we were back in rehearsal. We were back in tech. We were very, very busy and we were welcoming new cast members because it was like the time where a lot of people come in and out. Yeah. So was, contracts ended and, and new folks came in. Yeah. Yeah. So then we changed the show and that, so we I think the COVID hit on like Thursday. So like we did Tuesday mm-hmm. and two shows on Wednesday and we were like, Oh my God, finally, like we're getting to do the show. That's like different. We're getting mm-hmm. it in, into our body. And then all of a sudden it shut down. So it was just kind of a crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy time. It was very <laughs> strange. It was, um, it felt cause you know, we had heard there were like rumblings of it, of it yeah, yeah, yeah. In Europe and, like oh first cases in 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 the states and you're like okay mm-hmm. well it'll get under control we're not mm-hmm. as like compact as or the whole, our whole country's not as compact as a lot of Europe yeah um, the cities that were getting hit so far I mean I was on set of a of a show actually I was mm. um, doing some stand-in work on a TV show mm-hmm. and um yeah you know on I think we were booked I was booked for for two days and on the first day they were saying I think it was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was like it was the same day that like while we were like in holding and waiting, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking through our phones and whatnot, and it's and the headline popped up like 
Broadway shutting down <laughs> until June. I think it was like the initial announcement. I don't remember. It May. was April. It was the first one was like, it was only like 30 a month days, away. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we saw that headline and, and, you know, we're all a bunch of actors just like, Oh my mm-hmm. God. Like it's, it's getting, it's getting it's yeah. bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, once we were on set and whatnot, the producer was like, hey, guys, just see, like, you know, we're going to have sanitizing stations. Is everyone trying to keep your distance? Mm-hmm. If you feel ill, let us know. We'll send you home. You'll get paid for the day. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then after lunch and all that stuff, and then we come back to set, and then the producer comes to, hey, guys, Netflix just called, and they, we're shutting down production immediately. It's just, <laughs> we, we can't. We can't keep this up. It's not safe. We have to just let everyone go. And we're just like, what? <laughs> like, it just hit like crazy yeah. it uh, it felt like out of nowhere right like, yeah it felt like rumblings of it and mm-hmm. uh, less than a week and then mm-hmm. it was just like bam we're getting like new york was slammed because of the airports and the travel and the tourists yeah and, it felt oh. like crazy and i feel like for me i mean japan heard about coronavirus mm-hmm. a lot before than here i think yeah and oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were talking about it, but it almost felt like it was, like, on another world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, but still, like, it felt like, oh, the the States doesn't matter. It's so far away, yeah. is what it felt like. And they were talking about it for a while, but it wasn't as bad as the city. Yeah. And when I started hearing that, I had, like, some work with the people in Japan coming here, and we had some shooting things with them. And they first said to us, I was like, I don't think we are going to make it there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, it's not, yeah. it's not that much of a big deal. Like, you yeah. can totally come and then it's, it's fine. To cut to like a couple days after is when we started having like daily meetings with the company and everybody was like, hey, like no guests backstage to like, hey, mm. you shouldn't do stage door. And we were oh, like, I didn't what? Think that. Oh. Yeah, so there's like less contact with people. Yeah. And we were like, what's going on? It's like, we're not going to shut down. It's going to be fine. To the next day of like shutting down. It's like, yeah, we're going to have a meeting today over Zoom. Zoom. It wasn't a thing back then, not Zoom. It was like a conference yeah. call on yeah. the phone. Uh, and it's like, we're going to call um, the meeting, but you're not, you don't have to come to work. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more. And our group chat was going crazy. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it just didn't make sense. And like, even even thinking back then, we like got our stuff, but I just didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, like, oh, we'll be back in April and it'll be fine. Mm. It was like, oh, I don't know what to do for a month. Like, what am I supposed to do for a month without yeah. without Ugh. going to shows? It's like now six months later. It's like, yep, you just don't do anything. Yeah. Nobody works. No one. No, no one. Nothing. Nobody. Yeah. It's such a crazy time. Yeah. And when they kept pushing the date, it was originally 30 days. I think it was like April. April and, and then June. And then September. August. Yeah, and then- <laughs> now 2021. It's like yeah. January. I'm like, it's yeah. so nerve-wracking. Like, but it- TV is coming back, right? Yeah. So Mid-ish. over the past, so uh, I mean, this is going to come out like probably mid-September, but uh, we're mm-hmm. talking on September 1st. So happy September, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> happy September 1st. Um, so yeah. So uh, from what I've heard um, from, from my team and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, 
the casting sort of process or the casting traffic is at about 30% as to what it usually mm. is. And usually now everything's in full force. All the network shows are filming yeah. for the fall. Mm. Um, and just right now it's literally at like a third. And um, wow. some shows are going through a lot of rewrites so that like it's yeah. just like on order where there's like 50 characters. If you like count how many characters are in each other. <laughs> Are those gonna go away? Yeah. Contain these one day like day players and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, not any. There won't be many extras on set. There won't right. be big crowd scenes or right. Or, like, can't yeah. do that. Mind you, there are a lot of shows like um Power and Empire and stuff mm-hmm. like that that were like concert shows. They were about the music industry. So for you mm-hmm. to not be able to like film with all of those, be like, how does your story? Yeah. Crazy? Yeah, how do you do that without audience? Or right, is it yeah. gonna be Zoom concerts? <laughs> <laughs> like what? CGI. Yeah, uh, cool. crazy. And so, how do you see? Or I mean, moving forward, and I've um, mm-hmm. I've you're the third uh, Broadway actor that I've had on the show, and and it's been interesting hearing their answers. But what is something that you hope changes either about the um? the audition process or mm. the show experience in terms of like after COVID, like once we reopen, what's something that you're like, I hope we never do this again because <laughs> we shouldn't have done it in the first place now, yeah. especially. Um, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I actually never thought of it that way. Mm. Now I think about it. I hope that the audition room holding room especially of the crowdiness especially the women chorus call is really tight and dancers call you you have no place to warm up and things but we just just accepted it as Mm -hmm. as it is right like you just get crammed into one small little room and you have nowhere to sit you kind of stand up and you don't get to warm up, but mm. you just, you're there to audition. That's just how it is, New yeah. York City. But now with COVID, I feel like that's just not going to be acceptable unless there's a vaccine or, yeah. you know, even there's a vaccine, if there's any uncertainty, which yeah. there is going to be for a while, I don't think that's going to be acceptable. Um, so I hope that that crazy course call will be a little different, but at the same time, that gives so many people chances to be seen and to mm-hmm. get in front of people. So I'm not sure how that's going to be from here on. Like if it's only going to be like appointment only, and then yeah. is it going to be like three people at a time? <laughs> like, how is that going to be? Yeah. And I have no oh, idea. Geez. So I can't really start to think about that, but yeah, I mean, you know, with with TV and film and whatnot, self tapes uh-huh. were already a thing, but right. it's so hard to do that with theater. You can't uh, even with yeah. if it's a play, mm-hmm. you want to feel someone's presence and mm-hmm. see, like you know, and 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 just all of that. And it's, I mean, it's already difficult, sort of doing the yeah. whole self tape thing for film and TV because if you, when you're in an audition room, they will ask, like, "Oh, can you do it again? Maybe try it this way or whatever." But right. like, self tape, you send it in. There's no time for a redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Um, yeah, but now that's gosh. kind of the only way to right. audition people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've heard all about like the Zoom callbacks and things like that. Like, because uh, they <laughs> wow. want to be able to re- give a note and a redirect and have some interaction. Right. Um, 
because they always say like, yes, it's about talent and training, but it's also about who you are and what yeah. you are like. Mm -hmm. Um, so they don't want to lose that for sure. It's, um, yeah, I mean, of, yeah. of all the industry, I mean, it's without, no one would really argue it, but that our mm -hmm. industry was hit the hardest Yeah. and um, entertainment and things like that. Um, yeah, because yeah. if I feel like the theater is going to be the hardest to come back to because yeah. it's everything that COVID like hits, right? Like right. indoor with crowded, like everybody in one place. Yeah. And even our show, I was thinking how sick I got often because I'm around so many people all the yeah. time. That's just what happens. And like yeah. not COVID, but just because I'm around all people all the time, sweating and running around and touching everybody's props and, and then costumes. And then on stage, I'm hugging people off stage. Yeah. I'm hugging people, doing high five. And that's everything you're avoiding right yeah. now and everything you can't do. And I have no idea if we go back, like, what are we going to do? Like yeah. it has to go back. I, I don't want to do a show where you can't, do human connections yeah. you know and i that's just like gonna be the hardest thing to accomplish but yeah. i am hopeful <laughs> yeah of course you have to be <laughs> yeah and yeah. who knows what's gonna happen but i can't wait for the day that i get to yeah. go back to that stage and perform what i've done the past three years If you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'd probably love listening to audiobooks. And the best place for that is Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Titles range from popular literature, fiction and biographies to health, wellness, and everything in between. For a free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com actors for a free audiobook. Once you become a member, you get one credit for an audiobook each month, as well as two free exclusive Audible originals. I highly recommend that all of my actors and artists listening check out the audiobook for The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, written and narrated by Jenna Fisher, best known for playing Pam on The Office. Jenna gives an in-depth look on in her career, from fresh-faced Hollywood newcomer to struggling actor to the star of a hit network television show. She also has a ton of survival advice and guidance for actors tackling this crazy industry. You can check out Jenna's book and tons more by signing up for a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash actors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What was it like, yeah. um, you know, I feel like it's sort of uh, the goal of, of a lot of young actors to like be in the original cast of an original show. Yeah. Um, There's the revivals and as wonderful as the revivals are, it's like mm -hmm. everyone's seen this already. A lot of people have done this elsewhere. Yeah. Everyone did uh -huh. it in community theater or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what was it like to be in, in like an original piece or based on something original? But you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, it's it was a dream come true that, mm. and honestly, I wanted to be on Broadway and I didn't know that I'm going to be able to be a part of an original company. That's something that mm. I've dreamed of. And 
And it's so great. And especially working with this, te this team that they were very hands-on and they were in the room giving us notes and I'm in the ensemble, but a lot of the girls in the ensemble have some lines and everybody has names mm. and, uh, and our book writer, Tina Fey, yeah. she was in the room giving, like watching us, obser observing us and giving us the line that fits who I am and mm. what she think would be funny for me. Yeah. Which was such an honor. And I yeah. didn't know that was a dream that I had or that yeah. I didn't know I had. Um, so my character name is Sophie Kawachi and mm -hmm. Kawachi is a Japanese name. And she just like gave me the last name because I'm Japanese, which yeah. I thought was super cool. And now that we don't, we don't have as many lines as we used to back in DC, but in DC, there were so many rewrites for all the ensemble girls constantly. Mm -hmm. And it was such a really amazing challenge and mm -hmm. experience to just be ha like paper, Tina Fey handing me a paper and be like, Hey, can you, can you read this? Yeah. And I was like, yes, anything you say, I'll try my best. <laughs> And then I would just be trembling and saying like, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I was trying to be cool, but yeah. Um, yeah. But she's like also the nicest person and everything that you want any celebrities to be. And also so smart and you mm. learn so much by like being in the same room. Like, and it was a privilege for being in the original where you can see this musical being built and blooming from there using the actors and music and everything. So that was something that I didn't know that I was missing or I was, I didn't know I wanted to mm -hmm. see or experience. So that was really cool. Uh, but it was also challenging because ma making a new musical you just have to learn so many different materials every day, mm -hmm. things changing, and um, there's just so much you have to keep up. But it was also fun too, you know, you're creating musical. Yeah. And, and one of the stories that I tell um, a lot of my students when I teach is um, the, the song I See Stars, which is at the end of the show, mm. was handed to us a day before we opened previews. Jeez. So uh. <laughs> we had this entirely different song called Break It Down that we've been pra practicing or rehearsing since um, Broadway rehearsals mm. started. So a month of choreography, song, like music, everything was rehearsed up until the day before. Mm. And they handed us a completely different song. It wasn't even like oh, a little bit of a rewrite. It was right. a diff different song, <laughs> different harmonies, different everything. And we were like, oh, we have an audience tomorrow. <laughs> and it was a crazy thing, but we just said yes and, and yeah. just made it happen. Yeah. But that was like, I feel like the epitome of, being in the original company and just mm -hmm. experiencing all these rewrites and everything, but also that's part of creating a musical and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's funny. You know, you hear stories like that. I had no idea of that one in particular, but you hear stories mm -hmm. like that a lot. Um, like Stephen Sondheim for uh, a little night music. He wrote 
arguably his most famous song, Send in the Clowns, like the day before. <laughs> he wrote it in like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I heard him tell the story. I forget where he was being interviewed. Uh-huh. He was talking about it and he said that he wrote it for the, the, that character mm-hmm. because the main actress was not a strong singer. Mm. Um, she was like a very intense actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wrote like, you know, it was like, isn't it rich? Pause, pause. Cause like, she's not like going to hold out these notes and whatever. Mm. So he wrote these like short phrases, long pauses, like on purpose. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's funny. Similarly to like what, um, what Tina Fey did with you guys, like, just like, okay, what are your strengths? What is, what uh-huh. do you like? What can I do to, and you know, she's such a brilliant TV writer. Mm-hmm. 30 Rock is one of my favorite shows and she's so great. on it. I mean, she won like every Emmy for like three or four years because of her yeah. work on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and to work, and you know, it's sort of the same thing with, with TV, especially with comedy shows. A lot of times you'll get handed pages last minute. Like we changed this, right. the audience didn't react to this. We don't like this. Mm-hmm. We didn't get this cleared. So mm-hmm. new pages constantly. So it's like, um, not surprising to hear that that's what it's like for her because that's kind of what she's used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, which is a little different from TV. Uh, I mean, yeah. theater. Right. Because most of the time the theater people, it's once it's set, it's hard to change because yeah. we've created so much already yeah. that it's so hard to, cause it's like music and also orchestration, choreography, blocking. Yeah. If you change that, everything is going to have to change. Yeah. So oh, it's different, but it was also a cool experience to go with like a TV pace of like changing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For some people, maybe it was a lot. <laughs> and like for us too, it was a lot. Yeah. But it was, now I look back to it. It's like, oh, it was fun. And I have, I have this one scene that, so my character is very quiet and shy. Mm. And like, you don't really get to see it when you come to Mean Girls, but we all have backstories. Right. And we, we were encouraged. We were encouraged to create your own story in the mm. back. Because if, it makes the show even fuller and and with that my character ended up being like a little shy and like nobody can like see me because I feel like I don't speak up blah 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 and there was one scene where Katie Heron's character needed a little more time to change Mm -hmm. into the scene so they were just experimenting with a bunch of different scenes to see if it gets longer or shorter or like Mm. what could work and one of the scenes that she wrote featured me a little bit um and I was like oh my god that's so awesome they're saying my name but it lasted maybe like 10 seconds because it it wasn't enough time for her to change yeah so it was a rewrite for 30 seconds and it got scrapped but I framed framed it because I was like oh my god (laughs) Dina wrote me a scene yeah. <laughs> that's so cool so that that's also another thing that was cool <laughs> yeah i love that that's such a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah lasted 30 seconds but it was my <laughs> but it was my fame on broadway <laughs> <laughs> um are there any sort of epiphanies or like big realizations that you've had um, whether it was working on your first original piece or working on a past show or that you've learned recently. Because, um, you know, every every experience for us is, is a yeah. completely new sort of like little journey and we learn a lot of different things. So is there anything that sort of sticks out for you? Um, you know, I feel like since I've 
been pursuing to be on Broadway for a really long, like since a young age, mm. I feel like I, I wanted, what's the right word? I don't want to say it wrong, but <laughs> I wish I knew how to enjoy the journey way more and not just focusing on getting there. And I, I cannot say it enough that every single step matters and every single thing that you do up to where you want to be matters. And, and even if you don't get to be where you want to be, the journey matters. Mm. And I think people have probably said that to me, <laughs> smart people, yeah. but I clearly didn't listen to it enough mm. that, you know, the mindset of like, I'm going to be on Broadway and I'm going to be happy or yeah. I'm going to be successful. And I, that's what I need to be. And you you're so focused on it and that's, that's not bad, yeah. but the life isn't just about getting to where you want to be. And mm. I feel like I learned that once I got to Broadway yeah. and and now I'm trying to enjoy the journey from here on. It's like, okay, so I feel like I like sometimes lost sense of like where I am because that mm. was like, I was so focused. And, and not that I'm saying like being on Broadway doesn't make me feel happy. It does make me feel happy, but there's so many different perspectives mm -hmm. and things that I didn't know that was hard to be on Broadway. It's almost like everybody trains to be on Broadway, but is not trained to stay on Broadway or mm. be on Broadway. Okay. They know how to get to Broadway, but they don't know like how to stay healthy, mind-wise, yeah. body-wise. And I feel like I learned that in a hard way. Mm. Um, so that's a little different, but I do want to enjoy the journey from here on, like whatever yeah. goals I have in the future, there's so many things I want to do, but for young people who's like listening to this or, mm. you know, who sees my Instagram story or anything, I just want them to know that like, enjoy the journey, have fun with your friends have fun in the class, like, yeah. and just like enjoy where you are now. And that'll lead to where you want to be, whether it's um, being on Broadway or being in TV or TV, being in the movie or your dream jobs. But if you don't get that dream jobs, if you're enjoying where you are now, that's like, it doesn't matter. And I feel yeah. like I wish I knew that a little more. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, as as artists, we're always obsessing over the end result. Yeah. You know, focusing on the creating. It's like, here's my creation. And then they might ask questions like, oh, so how did you get it? Like, I don't remember. I don't yeah. really paying attention back then. I'll just let yeah. it happen. Mm -hmm. um, um, it reminds me, it's funny, there's another show that Taylor Lauderman was in. Uh, uh -huh. and bring I did bring it on a few years ago um, in like a, uh -huh. a community production. Nice. Um, there's a song in it called Enjoy the Trip. Mm. Uh, in the lyric they're, they're referring to high school because they're high school students but mm -hmm. um what is it the particular lyric says right now everything so seems so important but time rushes by at a at a clip uh -huh. and when you look back these high school years will be nothing more than a blip so you might as well enjoy the trip mm. um 
it's funny. obviously like the lyrics are poetic but that sounded just like a straight up poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but, yeah, it's we, true you just kind of forget because yeah. you just want you know want the product the end result mm-hmm. and you're not gonna be happy just because you have this result if you yeah. didn't experience everything around you then yeah what's the <laughs> gosh it's yeah. um it's almost like i mean i've never run a marathon i'm not a very athletic person but it's like you know getting to the finish like i did it now what like you know yeah kind of, sometimes it uh-huh. feels like uh you you get there and you're like amazing and then mm-hmm. you like were not giving all of these other people and time and the support mm-hmm. that you got you weren't really giving it the attention that that they deserved and all of a yeah. sudden you're at the end result you did it you did you got to where you wanted to be Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of bridges burned or people who might, you yeah. know, it's, it's so hard because with, um, I feel like it's really hard to maintain friendships as an actor for that <laughs> yeah. reason because you're like, okay, we did this on to the next. And it's like, but you mm-hmm. just spent so much time with so many great people and you're just like, all right, mm-hmm. bye guys. Like on to the next, like, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very tricky. I mean, um, mm-hmm. have you been able to sort of like, um, because so you you mentioned you went to high school in Canada and then how did you mm-hmm. end up at Hart? How did you end up in Connecticut? I just feel like being from Connecticut, it feels so random. <laughs> I came from there. I'm like, why here? Um, uh, yeah. Well, I auditioned to so many schools in the mm-hmm. states, but at that time, my English wasn't really great. My singing voice wasn't very strong. All I had mm-hmm. was basically my dance training, yeah. and I didn't get into any other school other than the Hart School. So that was my only choice and I, and I knew that I wanted to study musical theater. Yeah. So that's kind of how I ended up at heart. Not that, you know, it was my last choice or anything, but <laughs> I just wanted to study musical theater yeah. anywhere in the States and they were the one who gave me a hand yeah. basically. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause uh, like I said, it always feels like because kind of gets such a, ra- uh, a random state. Um, mm-hmm only in my eyes it's like only people from Connecticut go to school in Connecticut like <laughs> <laughs> because I, yeah. it's so random uh-huh. um yeah but what was your experience like there uh, at heart heart school it was really fun mm-hmm. because I I felt like high school I was just learning English I would, mm. and I didn't really know how to communicate but by the time I got to the heart school I knew enough English to make friends, which yeah. was nice. I yeah. finally had friends. Uh, <laughs> and and it was nice to like do musical theater because in high school I was a dance major and mm-hmm. that was still really nice, but my English wasn't good enough to act with mm-hmm. English or sing in English. Yeah. So I was having a hard time because I love doing all three, dancing, singing, and acting. And I was getting frustrated that I, the only thing I can do in the English-speaking states was just dance. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to get to college where I knew enough English to start studying what I actually wanted to study. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. And everybody was nice. And that was really the place where I made sure my accents were good enough to be mm. in any musicals that I can, yeah. uh, if anybody lets you, uh, <laughs> not just King and I, Miss Saigon, right. all the Asian oh, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to come here earlier on to get rid of the accents, but because I 
knew that if I had heavier accents, then they won't see me as somebody who could be in white musical. Yeah. (laughs) So the college time was really the time I really honed in my skills in terms of English too. And that was really helpful because yeah. <laughs> if I went straight to New York, I wouldn't have booked any jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was kind of it. And then yeah. great, great friends and yeah. In Connecticut where you don't really have anything else to do, but to study <laughs> no. in Connecticut, people, you know, what are they to do? I ain't going to go to New York. You should leave here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there are some great, uh, the theater scene is really it's pretty great in Connecticut, but it's not anywhere near where, because I was like down by the coast, by oh, like the metro right. line, mm-hmm. and everything was like, you know, Hartford. Um, there's the Good Speed yeah. Opera House, but that's like yeah. an hour and ten or hour and uh-huh. a half north. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of venues that bring in the tours, but they yeah. don't do their own shows. So yeah, like, you know, I um, agree. Yeah, I wish I took advantage of of the tours, but I never had anyone in my family that was going to be like, I'll go see a show with you. Never. (laughs) Yeah, well, Hartford was close enough. Well, my school was close enough to the central Hartford where all the tours came in. So during the school years, obviously everybody was, you know, excited to see the show. So that was nice to for people to drive because I don't know how to drive. Everybody was nice enough to drive me around. (laughs) Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I... I'm thinking now, like, we're in quarantine. Do we? Do I start learning? Like, I, I don't know. For what? Where are we gonna go? <laughs> so we are gonna put ninety seconds on the clock, and we're gonna see as many questions you can get through. Uh, and we always start with the most hard-hitting question, and that is coffee or tea. Coffee. <laughs> uh, hero or villain? Hero. <laughs> Drama or comedy? Comedy. Uh, plays or musicals? Uh, musicals. What is your most recent binge watch? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Good choice. <laughs> uh, if you weren't an actor, what would you be doing? Uh, uh, teacher? <laughs> what is your go-to audition song? Uh, uh, <laughs> Mannequin by Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is the worst uh, side job you've ever had? Ugh, waitress. <laughs> if you got to be in the revival of any show, which would it be? Revival? Oh, Spelling Bee. For sure. <laughs> uh, favorite musical of all time? Course Line. Uh, which role did you have the most fun playing? Uh, Marcy Park by Spelling Bee. Uh, what is the most helpful book you've ever read? Helpful book? Um, um, the four agreements. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. The, yeah. Uh, what's the role that got away? Ah, oh, <laughs> I played Connie too, but the Connie got away a lot as well. If that makes sense. <laughs> uh, if you had the chance to work with any actor in a stage project, who would you choose? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, so many. <laughs> uh, so many but uh i mean sandra oh would be really cool <laughs> and uh last question in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor cherish the moment did i say that right <laughs> yeah that was great <laughs> 
And that is it for this week's episode of Actors with Issues with special guest Riza Takahashi, who you can follow on Instagram at Riza Takahashi and follow us at Actors with Issues. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday right here. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Juan Ayala signing off. Thank you.